Welcome to the Cinema Men Podcast. I'm your host, John Murphy, and I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Hurdle. Well, hey there, John. How are you, buddy? Hey. Pretty good. How are you? Oh, not too bad. I'm I'm out here roadside. I have yeah. uh, I I got a confession to make. The old okay. uh, the old hurdle bank funds are running a little little dry. The coffers are bare, so to speak. Oh, so no. I've picked up another job. I what am, is it? Uh, well, you remember how I used to sell those cabbages on the side of the road? And, yeah. You know, that didn't turn out so well because a bunch of gigantic car-sized bunny rabbits came and, you know, tried to kill me and trampled all my cabbages. And, yep. and I wound up like, I wound up having to drive my vegetable cart out to a railroad track and, you know, the rabbits had to get all electrocuted and it was, it was all, it just didn't work out well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was just, a mess. Yeah, well, this time I'm I'm trying it again, but this time I'm selling ears oh, no. of corn. Oh no! No, now listen. I came out here to this this road. It's kind of out in the middle of nowhere. There's mm-hmm. there's not much going on. It's real quiet, real nice, quiet country. I found this old gas station where this guy told me that I could go get this corn, and he I was welcome to sell it, and he didn't even ask for anything. Real yeah. nice guy. Yeah. I don't remember his name, but he was nice. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time though, I decided I was going to play it smart, and I got my wife in on the deal, and so oh. she's out here with me. Mm-hmm. She, well, she, she was out here with me. She said she had to wander into town for a second and pick something up, but uh, she, you know, she's helping me run the business. So I feel like I'm, I'm destined for success here. The only problem I got is I hadn't seen a car in two hours, so. Yeah, that's uh, a problem. <laughs> but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful it's going to pick up soon, you know? So, yeah, uh, you might uh, get a, a couple of customers every couple of days. You know, that's what I'm hoping for. Maybe I can, you know, uh, mark up the corn a little bit, you know? Yeah. It's going to uh, be kind of maybe selling. I hadn't really thought about it, but maybe selling corn in front of a cornfield is not a brilliant idea, but. You know, we'll give her a go. You know, yeah. maybe maybe they don't want to get their hands dirty and go out there and get their own corn. But anyway, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, do you, you hear that? Can you hear that through my mic? Mm. I hear the corn's rustling behind me. Probably the wind. Uh, either that or corn snakes. You know how they are. They oh, yeah. slithering around out there on the ground and all that. Oh, wait a minute. Hey. I think I hear something. What? What? what in tarnation? Did that? What did that kid just say? Something did, about Outlander. Did he? What? Did he say he had my woman? What? That's very uh, old-fashioned. That floozy. What is she doing? Shacking up. Oh my uh, gosh! What am I gonna do about? Uh, oh. Oh, there. John, you're not gonna believe this. But there's a bunch of children coming out of the corn right now, and they're walking right towards me. Hey, yeah. hey guys, how you doing? You wanna you wanna buy some ears? Did what? you set up near near a corn maze? John, they've they've all got various implements of destruction in their hands. I see hmm. a couple of scythes and a whole bunch of knives. I think that one kid's got a is that a butter knife? What in the butter knife? Well, that she's ready for her corn. I guess she's gonna butter it up. You know, I can't yeah, hold yeah. it for that. But yeah. that's a pitchfork. What? Are, what are you kids doing out here? What? Mm. What? 
John, they're they're charging at me, John. What what am I gonna? Um, well, it looks like the oldest one here is maybe sixteen years old. I think I'm just gonna hear what. Oh, what the? What the, what's going on? I hate to admit this, but I'm I'm beating the hell out of these children. Hold on, just a minute. <laughs> what's your name, Malachi? Well, come over here. I'm going to wear your ass out here. Get him, Matt. Get out of here. You get a boot in your patoot and try that again. My gosh. What, what are is these children kids trying these to days? do? I tell you what, a little discipline is all they need. Man. My God. Well, they all ran off, so I guess we're okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know about I don't know about my wife. I guess I better go find her. No telling what she's know. doing. Probably got into the corn liquor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she might be tied up to a cross or something. All right, well, I'll I'll be right back. I'm gonna go out there in the corn and find find the old lady. I'll be back. See you. Of the dark, the unknown, the nightmare in Gatlin, Nebraska. That nightmare is in the corn. <laughs> Stephen King's Children of the Corn. Stephen King, the author of Carrie, The Shining, The Dead Zone, and Christine, an adult nightmare. Children of the Corn. Stephen King's Children of the Corn, an adult nightmare. An adult nightmare indeed. Mm, Reading the plot synopsis from IMDb.com. A young couple is trapped in a remote town where a dangerous religious cult of children believes that everyone over age 18 must be killed. Uh, Matt, I think Mm -hmm. you uh, picked this one as Mm -hmm. your choice this week. I did. Um, Why? There's only one reason I chose this movie, John. Okay. It was so that we could continue doing the <laughs> King's Journey. We've been stalling because we've been avoiding this movie. And I felt like it was finally time to move forward and get this uh, get this uh, movie out of the way. So um, that is literally the only reason I chose it. Because I'm ready okay. to move on and get over this hump, you know? Okay. Yes, I agree when you said uh, get it out of the way because <laughs> I've tried to watch it a couple of times in the past and I've, I've fallen asleep, to be yeah. honest. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, that's my relationship with it. It sounds like this is going to be a smashing review for this uh, this wonderful corn order. Maybe so. Sounds like we both have very positive opinions. <laughs> I'm just uh, trying to do a swerve <laughs> thing. <clears throat> I'm, I'm, yeah. Um, well, I guess we should mention, since this is a King's Journey movie, this is based on a short story written by Stephen King mm-hmm. um, in a 
was it first collected in Night Shift or was it uh, collected later in Night Shift? Uh, it was collected later. Um, the first printing, I, I'm, I may be wrong here, but I believe the first time it was printed, it was actually an article in Penthouse. Okay. And it was taken and put into the short story collection. I'm not gotcha. 100% on that, but I, I am certain that it was an article first and then it was pulled into the book. Okay. So the best way to get it is to uh, download or buy uh, the book, Night Shift. I would, which I would can... recommend buying it either way. You know, yeah. I don't want to advocate uh, stealing books on <laughs> the podcast, but you know, yeah. everyone has their methods. We'll say that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that contains a lot of various other short stories. Um, and one of them is Children of the Corn, which I tried to read. Um, I didn't get through it, but I did read a, a, a couple dozen pages of it just to see <clears throat> some of the differences. Um, and we'll get into that. But yeah, I read it not that long ago. Um, they definitely took some liberties. We can say mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, it, it's fairly close. Like the the beginning of the movie is the same. Um, the the husband and wife are driving and there's a boy trying to run away and they run over the kid and then they go looking to find a sheriff so that they can be like, Hey, we killed this kid. And then they run into, well, we, we know what they run into, don't we? (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of that, um, Matt, what did you think of the the plot of this movie? Oh boy. All right. (laughs) So, uh, it's boring. Uh, just straight up, it's it's a boring plot. It moves slow. There's not really any action. The movie's entirely unbelievable. And for a horror movie, there's a very large gap in that there's not any horror in it. <laughs> um, there's nothing really scary at all. The, the scary scenes are these little kids with knives and pitchforks trying to slowly walk up on people. Uh, I think there's one kid that looks scary at all in the whole mess. And that, that would be Malachi. Uh, all of the rest of them are just like little kids with knives. Um, <laughs> the, the general idea is that uh, our two main characters, Bert and Vicky played by Peter Horton and Linda Hamilton, respectively um, are a married couple out on a trip and uh, they accidentally run over a kid. Um they uh, kill the kid dead. And um, sorry, <clears throat> I just got a message that made me laugh. <clears throat> Try that again. They uh, they kill the kid and they're upset, obviously. So they take the boy. Um, they find out that he was actually hurt before they hit him uh, by tracking him back into the corn a bit. They take the boy and they try to find the nearest town so that they can report what's going on. Uh, when they get to the town, they find out that the the, the town, I guess, I'm saying town a lot, has <laughs> been taken over by a religious sect of uh, kids who killed all their parents because the corn god told them to. And uh, they're running this religious-based society that uh, is operating uh, solely from the guidance of a kid who can talk to the corn god. And uh, when the kids turn 18, they have to cut a pentagram into their chest and walk out into the corn. And so they fight these kids. And that's the that's the plot, basically. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a little more to it. Like there's some dissension, like the kid that they hit with the car was trying to escape. Um, there's a little girl who doesn't want to be there, but she's so young. She can't really do anything about it, who has visions and she draws pictures that are like prophecies and, uh, well, none of it's ever explained at all. Um, you know, there, it, it could have been more interesting if maybe they told us something like all that we really see are these kids start to murder everybody, which, as I said, is not very believable. Uh, you've got a full town full of grownups and, uh, these kids just kill them all and they do it by poisoning coffee. And that kills like, you know, according to the movie, it kills like four old people who are drinking the coffee after church and everyone else, they just like stab to death and the adults are just like, Oh, what? Oh, Oh, I'm dead. It (laughs) makes no sense whatsoever. Um, I, I think the movie's probably trying to make a statement about the dangers of using religion to dictate your laws and society. But honestly, the, the characters are so exaggerated and the movie is so boring that it's kind of hard to swallow. Um, and uh, yeah, there's no jump scares. Uh, usually when there's no jump scares, movies will make up for it with atmosphere and just general creepiness. And I think they tried that here, but it just doesn't work. It, it, all it makes me want to do is go slap some kids. Like, <laughs> you know, like, what are you doing? You're not scary at all. You're six. Bend um, over. <laughs> right? So, uh, yeah, man, I, th- this plot is hot garbage. I think maybe there's a good idea in there, which is probably why there were so many sequels, because it can't be because this movie was loved. Um, but uh, it was not. It just wasn't there for me. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I'm going to disagree with you and say that you were way too charitable with your <laughs> review oh, of the boy. plot. <laughs> um, this movie is slow. Um, the... 100%. The most exciting things that happen in this movie happen at the very beginning and the very end. The middle of the movie is just a lot of driving and running. Yeah. <laughs> that's all that's there. Um, I thought the, the way they opened the movie with the kids, even as unbelievable as it was, at least it was interesting. They did like an intro where the the little girl was drawing pictures of the kids killing the parents mm-hmm. or the adult, adults. That was neat. Um, and the way it started, it's like, oh, this is going to be a very gory, like crazy, blood-filled movie. Uh, no, it's not. Um, <laughs> the opening narrative by Job, uh, which they start calling him Joby at some point uh, for no reason. Oh, nickname Joby what you doing boy it's the nastiest thing <laughs> only for like those of you who know that references only two people will get that me and you hopefully somebody yeah. out there listening knows that reference um but he's narrating the opening of this movie uh from the future 
uh, uh, kind of retelling what happened in the past. And he's like, yeah, and my dad died and he got his throat slit. And he was just like very, uh, very happy about it. Like he had no like remorse or sadness or anything in his voice. Uh, he was just a like a bright eyed, bushy tailed kid telling this story about how his dad got murdered and his mom got murdered and all the adults got murdered. It, it just made no sense. <clears throat> um, and that's how he acts through the whole movie. Um, the initial kid that dies, um, they say he was dead before he got run over because his throat got slit. Uh, but that doesn't discount the fact that they still ran over a kid. Mm -hmm. They ran over a kid. Uh, so they kind of just like, well, he was already dead. <clears throat> um, also, regarding that cop kid, they stick him in the trunk of a car. I may have fallen asleep. I don't know. But I don't think they ever took him out of the trunk. <laughs> First of all, you may have fallen asleep watching it for the review. <laughs> well, I'm trying to figure out if That's I missed hard something. Times. The Second only of way all, uh, you're completely right. They never did take okay. the kid out of the trunk. So I guess at yeah. the end of the movie, he was still in there. <laughs> still like... uh, anyway, I know stuff was going on, but it was like, there's a kid in your trunk. Um, <laughs> I'd forgotten about that, but you're exactly right. Tonally, this movie is all over the place. Um, it's horrific at the beginning, then it's boring, then it's supernatural. But it's only supernatural for like 17 minutes at the end. Um, and we don't think, like you said, we don't know what it, what this thing is. Is it a electrical thing? Is it a blob? Is it a demon? Is it a god? Is it? And the way it was portrayed, it was terrible. Um, I mean, they took magic marker and wrote on the film, basically. It looked just like the electrocution scene in Night of the Lepus. Yeah. Very appropriate that you were selling vegetables uh, today because that's what you were doing in Night of Lepus. And yes. I would say these, these movies are kind of even. Um, they don't ever explain why corn stalks are growing everywhere. Well, I mean, it's a farming corn place. But there's corn growing out of the car. <laughs> well, corn, corn doesn't grow like that. <laughs> you know, like, the movie is a little corny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and to your point where you're saying even kids with weapons could not have taken out an entire town. Um, there's no way. Especially when you end the movie with one guy taking down their most mean kid single-handedly without a weapon. Right? Right? <laughs> like 100%. And they don't establish, like, the, the main character, they establish him as a doctor. It's not like he's some military man or a uh, martial artist or anything. He's just a scrawny dude that can run fast. <clears throat> um, I did not like this. Uh, I thought it was terrible. Mm -hmm. I guess you could probably have fun like uh, doing like a group watch where you make fun of the movie while you watch it. That probably would be fun. Uh, but the plot I is, don't even think this is good for that. 
the plot is pretty bad. And we, like, the the main guy, like, the guy that I think is most interesting is Isaac. Mm -hmm. And we barely see him. Like, he, he yells a few things a couple of times, and then he dies. And it's like, he's the most, he was the most interesting thing, but they didn't do anything with him. It was just, it was just bad. I mean, he turns into corn god point two or point five or whatever, right? <laughs> For five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't. I, it, it's disappointing to me just because um, there's so many good Stephen King things, and they even in the trailer of the movie they call out four of the best that we've watched so far. And then they do this, and it's like, why? What was the? Was it that the material wasn't there enough? Like the the actual written material wasn't good enough, or did they just rush it, or or what? Yeah, I don't know, man. Um. Okay. Uh, do you have anything else to add in plot? No. Except maybe throw this movie into the plot and bury it. <laughs> this okay. one's a stinker. Okay, I agree. Um, acting and characters. What do you think about this category? Um, in a word or two, not great. Um, I didn't think it was great. Most of the actors are kids, so I'll give them a pass for the most part. Um, our main adult actors are Peter Horton and Linda Hamilton. But even giving the kids a pass, I don't feel like any of the performances are, are great. Um, John Franklin does a decent job as Isaac, but he's he's so exaggerated. It's like the mom in Carrie, almost. Like everyone in town is the Carrie mom. Um, that it's just... I don't know. It's un- kind of unbelievable. They use kind of this mix of Amish and King James when they speak. And um, Isaac's voice seems deeper than it should be for some reason. And that may just be because I don't know why. Maybe he's older than he looks in this movie. I, I don't know. But um, I was not impressed by any of the acting. Um, maybe if the plot was more interesting. I would have liked the acting better. That's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the the religious angle that all the kids took, like I said, it's just so exaggerated that the whole thing comes off as hokey and kind of silly. And um, it just didn't it didn't work for me. So, um, yeah, the, I did not think the acting was good. I, I give it a little bit of a pass because most of the actors are young kids, uh, but. Even so, like we've seen great performances from kids the age of these kids and younger, and this is not one of those. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think that acting was terrible, but I think that the real root of the problem goes back to the plot, in that they just weren't given enough to do to bring out the good acting. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing there. <laughs> Even Linda, Linda, Linda Hamilton, who has a, had a great career uh, being good and, and lots of stuff, mm-hmm. she was just meh. Yeah. She didn't have anything to do. Um, 
and uh, the the child actors, uh, Isaac and Malachi, the actors who played them, were probably the best of the bunch, um, just because they were a little overacted, and so they kind of stood out mm-hmm. um, a little bit. Um, and the reason Isaac had a deeper voice is because he was actually 24. Uh, um, so he, he had that condition then. So that explains yeah. that. I, I wasn't aware of that, but it makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. He's, he had some sort of hormonal disorder when he was born. Um, and so he was very short for, for, uh, his age. But anyway, um, as far as characters, Again, I said before, Isaac is the most interesting, but they don't spend enough time on him to really do anything. Um, right. And back to the back to the plot for just a second. They could have made this better by doing some sort of like message about religion, and I think maybe in some weird way they were trying to do that, but it was so shallow and not all over the place that. It didn't work at all. Mm-hmm. It could have been some sort of thing about the dangers of uh, extremists or extremism or far extreme religious beliefs or something like that, but it didn't. It didn't add up to anything. Um, so I'd say for me, this category it's a little better just because I didn't really think there was anybody that was terrible, uh, but. They didn't have enough to do to, to to say that there was any kind of great acting going on. Yeah. Um. All right. Art, art direction, cinematography, and visual effects. Uh, so not much here either. Um, the special effects are mostly bad. Um. Some of the makeup is okay. Like some of the like the kid who got run over, he looked pretty decent. Um, there was an effect where uh, he who walks among the rows, like is burrowing under the ground. That was kind of neat. Um, that was actually done with an upside down wheelbarrow uh, in a trench in the ground. And then they had a tarp over the trench and they had dirt on the top of the tarp. And then they had the wheelbarrow tied to a tractor. And so the tractor took off driving and it pulled the wheelbarrow through the ground, which made the earth kind of go up like a Bugs Bunny rabbit traveling to Albuquerque thing. That's um, that that didn't look bad. Um, everything else looked bad. Um, yes. You know, aside from that set, the, uh, the church was kind of neat. But other than that, it was all just a lot of corn and in an old crappy country town in what looked like the seventies. Um, uh, no, it, it wasn't great. <laughs> it, it felt like I was watching something made for TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got that sense also. Um, I agree. The, the sets were fine. Like all the corn everywhere and, um, the main town and, and all that was fine. Um, Nothing to really comment on about the camera work. It was fine. Um, the practical visual effects were great. Like you said, anything they did with makeup or actual uh, 
practical effects, anything like that was was pretty good. Um, yeah, I, it I, was okay. Yeah, uh, I was, <laughs> pretty good might be a little high. Yeah, yeah. It, it was okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Isaac's uh, face after he died was was good. Merged with the corn god. <laughs> yeah. Whatever happened. Whatever that was. I don't know. Um, by the way, do you remember in the short story what did they explain what it was or was there even anything? To be honest with you, I don't <laughs> I don't remember. Um, okay. I know in the book, this is book spoiler warning. Um so first of all, the husband and the wife don't get along. They're like hate each other. And this trip is a way for them to try to salvage their marriage without getting a divorce. Um, so that's one major difference. Um, a second one is that the wife winds up getting murdered by the kids. Pretty, mm. uh, you know, somewhere in the middle of the story, the kids just straight kill her. And then I don't, I don't remember anything with the corn God at the end of that, but it, it's, it's been a few months since I've read it. Um, yeah, I, I I don't remember anything like that happening. I, I'm pretty certain that uh, you know uh, Isaac does not merge with the Corn God. Uh, <laughs> they do have the Scarecrows out there. They talk about that, but um, yeah, that, that's all I remember. I'll I'll think on it a little more and let you know if I remember more. But yeah, well, the reason I asked is because that's where most of the visual effects took place was rendering this corn god or god or demon or uh electrical entity or whatever it was <clears throat> and the reason i say all those things is because i couldn't tell what it was because it was it was a mole under the ground it was some sort of blob it was a dragon it was a thing up in the sky it was a <laughs> it was all these things um and none of it was done well um this was 1984 um, and so there were plenty of movies before and in that year that did special effects way better than this movie. Um, again, disappointing because Stephen King had already had several movies made of his stuff that were great. Um, and so I don't understand why they skimped on this one. <laughs> okay, so uh, I cheated and did just look it up. At the end of the book, um, Vicky gets murdered and sacrificed. Bert winds up getting killed by he who walks among the rows. And then after he dies, um, it demands that they sacrifice Malachi to him. And so it kills Malachi too. And then Isaac winds up surviving. Okay. And then that's the end of the book. So everybody dies pretty much except Isaac and I guess the rest of the kids. Interesting. Um, all right, moving on to the score. So the score is probably the best part of the movie, in my opinion. Um, it's decent. It's not good, <laughs> but it's decent. It, you know, it, it, this isn't one I want to go by and then play on repeat while I'm chilling in my room or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it serves its purpose. It uh, it does its best to try to make you feel creeped out in uh, this weird, non-creepy movie. 
but uh yeah i mean it, it it's it's hard but the best i can say about this is that the the music was okay <laughs> yeah yeah I, nothing amazing is what i put um Having listened to it this today, I did notice a little bit of Nightmare on Elm Street, like, um, like that, uh, I don't know what it is. It's a string instrument, I guess, making a high pitched, um, kind of, uh, eerie, uh, melody to it. So that was okay. Um, but it's, it's, it is probably one of the better things about the movie. Um, so that that has it going for it. <clears throat> um. Anyway, yeah, not not much to talk about there. Uh, any miscellaneous or interesting things that you want to talk about? I have a couple. Um, I don't have a lot. Um. There, there's a neat little Easter egg in this movie, where there's a copy of the night shift, um, in the movie, which is mm-hmm. a neat little thing. Um, so that's fun. Um, yeah, that's, that's about all I got. This is going to be, we're not going to come under the hour and 30 minutes on this one, aren't we? <laughs> we're struggling <laughs> a little bit. Maybe, but I mean, that's how it goes there. <laughs> it is a reflection of this movie. I would say more than anything. Uh, so we already kind of mentioned it, but there are nine in counting this movie, there are nine movies in the Children of the Corn franchise. Um, that's insane. That's a lot. How is that? Like, how? I don't know. How are these movies making enough money to warrant that many sequels? Yeah. One of them might have been a remake, but yeah, that's a, that's a lot for... Yeah, there is a newer version. I think in 2020, they released a new one. So, there's that. Um... Well, well, here you go. What's that? The the movie had an estimated budget of eight hundred thousand dollars, and uh, made over fourteen million, about fourteen and a half million dollars. So, yeah, that's uh, that's why there's so many sequels, I guess. (laughs) That probably strictly off of uh, hey, it's a Stephen King thing. They went and saw it, and they're like, "Oh crap, this is crap." Um. Uh, John Franklin was 24 when he played Isaac in this movie. Um, I don't know if this is, this is sort of related, but there's a, there's a, um, a movie called In the Tall Grass. Hmm. That's a good movie. Yes. Um, that was a newer movie based on. I don't know if it was a written story or if they just Stephen King and his son wrote it, wrote the story for the movie. But anyway, it kind of has sort of similar vibes ish. Like there's grass yeah. versus corn and there's, they go into the grass and it gets eerie. And, um, but this is a way better movie, um, way scarier, much better made, um, more interesting. So if you want to watch a movie about people going into tall 
plant-like things like grass or corn, watch In the Tall Grass instead. Mm-hmm. It's a much better movie for sure. Anything else? <sighs> no. <laughs> I will say this movie uh, supposedly takes place in 1983. Um, I had said it looked like it was in the 70s, but 83 was pretty close to the 70s. So. Well, because the kids and all the adults, their costume, like their dress is seems old. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was to kind of give it a more country backwards feel or what but i wonder why this movie did so well i'm thinking like maybe this was one of the first movies that had like the the creepy kid vibe turned up to 11 you know maybe that's why this was such a success Uh, a uh another question i've got for you that we can bring up here I remember when I was a kid, I thought this movie was like the epitome of horror. I remember <laughs> thinking children of the corn, like there's no way I'll watch that. That's terrifying. And uh-huh. I, didn't, I didn't see it when I was a kid, but I remember thinking this movie like, Oh my gosh, this movie. Did you have anything like that? Yes. Okay. So you had the same thing kind of, is that safe to say? I know I why. <laughs> I mean, is this a product of its time kind of thing? Because it wouldn't have made that much money if the people didn't like it back then. Um, so the, the money-making thing, I'll go back and say again, I think it was marketed well in that yeah. it's the new Stephen King thing made into a movie. So I feel like the, the shi- uh, not The Shining, um, yeah, The Shining, Carrie, uh, Christine, all those came out before this movie. So The Exorcist so. came out in 73. Right. And it was like, it was the first that I can think of real, like, super creepy little kid movie. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there were maybe some black and white movies out there and stuff, but that was the one that was popular. Maybe, you know, with the religious symbolism and the creepy kids, maybe audiences were connecting it to the exorcist and thinking this is the next exorcist. And it's Stephen King, like you're saying. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm just speculating. But I can't help but wonder why this movie did so well commercially. Yeah. Um, And then for, for me personally, it was the poster. The poster, I remember seeing that poster and being like, Oh my, because it's a it's a classic poster, yeah. Yeah, it's a kid's hand, and he's holding a scythe up in the air, and you there's like these shadows in the corn, uh huh, and a red background. Eyes. Yeah, like it's it creepy. is a really good poster. It's a good poster, um, and the just the name, like it's a great name for a movie or yeah. anything. Children of the Corn, like it's an adult nightmare. <laughs> True. Um, but it's got that alliteration and it, it's a good title. So I don't know. I don't, again, I, I'm just speculating on anything, everything there, but I think Stephen King's name, good marketing and maybe, yeah, it's 84. And so, uh, those kinds of movies, uh, like, uh, Friday the 13th, the slasher movies, stuff like that. Um, you know, that's, that's 
when that bread and that was the bread and butter time for those kinds of movies. So I don't know. I feel like if I'd watched it back then at my age, current age, I would have had the same thing. And, and just like, if we'd known each other, I would have been like, no, go see that movie. It's terrible. <clears throat> but I don't know. So how about your overall th- thoughts and star rating on this movie? All right. Um, this movie is a steaming pile of dog do. <laughs> it's boring. It's not scary. It's hokey and it's a waste of your time. Um, you know, I really struggled to figure out why this has so many sequels, why it did so well commercially and why people seem to like it so much because I didn't at all. Uh, there was no point in this movie where I was even creeped out. Um, it's just not good. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. I did not enjoy this movie at all. Um, I thought I would like it even a little bit, but it, I just, I'm like you, it was a snooze fest. It, it, it wasn't scary. All the, like there wasn't a lot of variety in terms of scenery or sets or anything like that. Um, I, I've got to come in with this one. Uh, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but it's not great. Um, I honestly enjoyed night of the Lepus more than I enjoyed this movie. Uh, I'm coming in with a uh, gracious two. <clears throat> two. Okay. Uh, I agree. This movie is a steaming pile of donkey doo-doo. Um, I, said, I said doggy doo, by the way. Oh, sorry. You're saying manure. <laughs> manure. Um, the plot is abysmal. Uh, it's not a horror movie except for the first bit and the last bit. Um, I mean, it, if you think that kids squirting red paint out of fake knives is scary. <laughs> there, it at least tries to portray something horrific. Um, but in the middle, it's just, it's just boring garbage. Like there's just, it's like they, they had no direction for what they were trying to do. Um, it, it needed a lot more uh, innovation, I would say. Um, acting is fine, uh, but it's, it suffers because of the plot. Um, the effects are terrible. Um, the cinematography and set design is okay. And the score is fine. Um, it's just a movie that is disappointing more than anything. Uh, you could see kind of where they could take things to make it more interesting. They could have uh, spent more time uh, trying to set up like characters, setting up like a message to uh, present to the audience, um, maybe explain what the thing is in the corn at least a little bit. Um, do a better job of rendering it on the screen so that it makes sense instead of in the last 17 minutes, you're going, what is that? Well, why is that scary? What's that for? 
what what does that matter yeah and, and um, i agree with you there in that i i feel like there's a good idea in here right yeah it's just this isn't it you know it like if you could have done this with more of a it feel maybe for example i could see it working one scene in the beginning of the movie that shows like a meteor crashing down and you don't even have to show it just a meteor crashing and a kid going to the meteor and then the kid's eyes turn green or something just that yeah. you know something but no nothing all we get are just kids going nuts for and no explanation why yeah and maybe maybe they wanted us to be guessing if the kids had some kind of shared psychosis thing going on or if it was real. I, I don't know. I really don't. What I took from it mostly was that it was just like a um, mob mentality, like a, a group of kids who had already been around for a while decided that they were going to do this and they just went along with it. Um See, I can makes... get behind that, except you're talking about a, a southern town mm -hmm. where all of the kids decided that they were going to murder th their parents. Yeah. It makes no sense. Like, there, there's no world where every kid in a southern town like that would be like, okay. <laughs> and then our main, or the narrator, so to speak, watches the kids murder his dad, and he just sits there drinking his milkshake. <laughs> he didn't know. He wasn't in on it. He had no idea what was going on. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, okay, well, my dad's not, just got his throat cut by a bunch of yeah. kids. I'll just, this is a good milkshake, though. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, I think if they had done something like Possession, like a mob possession, like the kids were possessed yes. by some kind of entity. That would, would make it much more creepy, right? If so we knew these sense. kids were possessed. Yeah. But they didn't. <clears throat> they didn't at all. And we, they even showed that possession was an option when Isaac came back. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It is, it's a mess. Um, I gave it one more point than you. Three out of ten. All right. So while we're in the ranking zone, why don't we put this in our list of it goes, seven? It goes underneath Salem's Lot. I, I think so. Salem's Lot at least had some creepy atmosphere. Atmosphere, yes. This one didn't even have that. It didn't have anything. Except... It was shorter. <laughs> <laughs> That is true. I paused it to go to the bathroom and I, there was only like 30 minutes left. And I was like, we just started this movie. <laughs> yeah. So that we, <laughs> I think we s joked about Salem's lot, not break, not uh, coming out of the last spot, but it happened. I didn't, we got I, I'll say I really did not expect children of the corn to be less enjoyable than Salem's Lot to me, but it 100% was. Like, I will watch Salem's Lot again before Children of the Corn anytime. Yeah. And Salem's Lot is... All three hours of it. <laughs> or was it four hours? It might have almost been four, four hours. hours. Yeah. And it's slow, too, but it at least has something. Like, it knows what it's trying it's to do. It's a little creepy, and there's some entertainment in there. 
it's yeah. made for TV, so it's you know. And I'll take. I guess I'll take teacher over yeah. Outlander. <laughs> <laughs> any day, any day of the week. <laughs> oh, all right. Time for some spice awards. And I don't know how we even do this. Like, I I have answers for all of the things, mm-hmm. but best actor. Yeah, there's only there's a really only one, maybe two or oh, there's two or three that I could go here. But okay. uh, I you know I think we've got the same one, and it's, it's John Franklin. Yeah. to me always but today he is displeased he is displeased with you malachi what have i done question him not in vain do you not know you did sacrifice joseph without an offering and did you not spill the blood of the old man when his oil and gasoline were still useful to us we have our own fuel now from the corn show not your pride malachi we have not enough um, who played Isaac. Now I'm going to go on record and say that when I said John Franklin as Isaac is the best actor, I didn't realize that he was in fact in his twenties and I thought he was a young child. So <laughs> that does sway my vote, but I've already got it written down. So that's what I'm going with. The reason I picked him is because maybe he's not the best actor, but at least he has some energy that he's putting into this role. He definitely um, does have that. He is yelling prophecy at the top of his lungs, threatening this and that, left and right, taking charge. Uh, the problem is he doesn't have much screen time. Mm-hmm. And our, our the people that do are, you know, Linda Hamilton and Peter Horton, and they're just fine. So I had to pick him just because he was more interesting. Here's a uh, here's a fun little fact for you. John Franklin uh, was in the 1990s Adams Family films, both of them, as Cousin It. <laughs> he was the giant hairball. Yeah. Stature, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> so that that's what that is. I mean, I guess yeah, he's the best actor. Uh, most underrated performance. Uh, I give this one to uh, good old R.G. Armstrong, who played Deal, the gas station attendant. But I got a transmission to fix. Now you get on that right fork there, and you'll be in Hemingford in no time. Sorry, I said at ease. Thanks a lot. Um, okay. He was one of the only characters that was kind of fun to watch on screen. And um, 
Yeah, I, he was uh, he was entertaining, and he was in Dick Tracy, and he was in Predator. Oh, yeah, he was uh, one of the mob mob guys. Yes, he was. So, <laughs> um, given that his scenes were the only scenes I found entertaining, although it only gave me more questions because of this wonderful plot, because apparently <laughs> he had made some kind of a contract with the corn god that we don't know anything about, and he somehow broke the contract. And then he had to die. And so the kids came and killed him. I, I don't know what happened there, honestly, but he was the most entertaining. So, uh, yeah, he gets the, he gets the nod. Yeah. <laughs> so normally I would pick this character, uh, because he's silly a little bit and, um, memorable. Uh, but I couldn't not pick Linda Hamilton. Uh, as Vicky, just because it's Linda Hamilton. She did not have a lot to do, um, but she she was there. Uh, she got strung up on a cross, uh, had a dream at the beginning, uh, did some dancing and singing at the very beginning. I don't know. <laughs> she, she was fine. Uh, hard to pick these in this kind of movie. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> uh, favorite scene. Oh, I've got a good one for this one. Are you ready? Okay. My favorite scene was the credits. <laughs> the opening credits or the no the ending credits. End credits because <laughs> it was over and I could finally stop wasting my time. Well, <laughs> that brings back a memory. Of a friend of ours who watched Army of Darkness with us. And she said her favorite thing about the movie was the ending credits. Oh, that's harsh. <laughs> Do you remember? Uh, I don't remember that one. Okay. <laughs> who? Well, you can't tell me now. Tell me later. Okay. So my favorite scene was the opening credits. Uh, with the... It does like there's like a drawing on construction paper and crayon of the scenes of the kids murdering the adults. Mm -hmm. uh, this, these are the drawings that uh, Sarah, I believe is her name, uh, drew because she she was drawing them ahead of time uh, before they happened, I guess. <clears throat> um, so that was neat. And I thought that was going to be kind of the indicator of how the movie was going to go. Uh, but alas, it did not. She did not prophesy the movie being good. Um, favorite character? I gave this one to Anna Marie McAvoy. She played Sarah. Sarah, that's a beautiful name. This is Bert, and I'm Vicky. Are you here alone, Sarah? Do you live here? 
just come here to play? Are your mommy and daddy around? They're in the crime field. What are they doing there? Lots of grown-ups are there. Uh, are they working there or having a meeting? No. Isaac has been there. Who's Isaac? Uh, Sarah was the little girl who did the drawings, um, and I thought she was cute, and I liked her, and I felt really bad that she was caught up in this weird, terrible movie, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I liked her okay, so that's who I gave it to. It's kind of tough, because I don't really have a favorite character. <laughs> but that's that's a character you could have done something with. Yes, like, 100%, she, but they don't. like. She can see the future. She's got like The Shining or something, right? Yeah. And they yeah. never talk about it. She just shows up and that that's it. <laughs> She's like, here I am. I can see the future. Okay, bye. <laughs> She's stupid. <laughs> oh. Um, I went with, uh, it's either Deal or Dial, the gas station owner. Um, mm, yeah, that's a good choice. I didn't pick him for underrated performance, but uh, as a character, I thought he he had something interesting to do, even though he was on screen for two minutes. Um, I wanted to know more about him. I wanted to know what kind of deal he had with uh, the kids or the god or whatever. Um, they never explain it, and he ends up getting murdered um, pretty quickly for some reason. That they don't explain, but while while he's on the screen, I I, I was entertained, so that's why I picked him. <laughs> Favorite quote. <laughs> Another flop of a category for me, but uh, I'll be honest here. I just scrolled through IMDb quote list and picked one I thought was funny. So it's near the end, beginning of the movie when Bert and Vicky are driving in their cars, and. Bert is playing I Spy, and he goes, I Spy with my little eye, something that starts with C. And Vicky says, corn. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. Good one. <laughs> uh, well, mine is also related to corn. How, how could that possibly be? There's a lot of corn in this movie. <laughs> Um, and I feel like it reflects my sentiments uh, when I was watching it. But at one point, Vicky says, uh, what is it with this corn? And yeah, yeah that's I a agree. really good question. Honestly, yeah, Vicky, I agree with you there. <laughs> it, I feel like it's something Linda Hamilton probably thought to herself while filming this movie. And the final category Salt Award. Okay. <laughs> the Salt Award goes to, uh, for me, <clears throat> giving us more of an explanation on what the heck is going on. I feel like that could have helped this movie so much, but the fact that we get no information makes the whole movie feel just uh, corny and ridiculous. <laughs> um, here, here's a couple of examples. <clears throat> Why are there so many dang kids in this tiny little small town? Where did he who walks among the rows come from? What is it? Why is it talking to the kids? I mean, the kids are like little weak humans. Why not talk to the grown-ups? 
How did it convince all the kids to kill their parents? How did an entire town filled with parents get murdered by kids? How are they all living, these children? Like, how do they have power and food and water? I mean, obviously they have corn, but you can't live on corn alone. <laughs> Did you know corn's not that nutritious, John? It's yeah. not. How do they live in the winter? Like, where's all their utilities and everything coming from? Has How has nobody in the world noticed that all these kids' parents are dead? Don't they have any relatives or friends that live out of town? Nobody's gone to check on them? Like, nobody's heard from old Bert down at Corn City? Like, no, <laughs> nothing? Why was this movie made? <laughs> Uh, I can't answer any of the questions that you asked. Nobody can, John, because it makes no sense. If if they had explained it with this supernatural, just tell us what this corn entity. You don't even even tell us what it is. Just tell us what it does. Maybe it possesses the kids and it influences minds. If they had told us that, it would make more sense. You know, maybe you know there's some kind of a memory spell or something that goes on people as they drive close to the town so they don't remember anything about it or like how how long like these kids have been there for years you saw the logbook in the church mm-hmm. nobody's ever thought to check up on them in <laughs> 18 years i mean you know you'd think somebody would want to go visit grandpa <laughs> you know something no nobody wants to visit grandpa and again, like the, the, how are they getting power? How are they paying electric bills and water bills? They, they must not be, which means they don't have power. Okay, well, how are they getting water? Do they have pumps? They, that's never explained. Do they? I mean, how are they eating anything other than corn? And in the winter, when there is no corn, what do they eat then? Are they cannibal kids? I, Cannibal kids who drink rainwater, maybe. I, I don't know. <laughs> None of it makes any sense, John. And that is my salt. <laughs> okay. Woo. A lot to unpack. Uh, I wish I'd picked it. <laughs> <laughs> Join me. Yeah. Come over to my side, John. So I'll take your award and <laughs> add it to my award. And then at the end, I'll just say, also, it's just a disappointing movie. Or yeah. Stephen King work. Like, he's the master of horror, and you make a movie based on something that he wrote that isn't even scary uh, or horrific. It just, uh, it's sad. <sighs> All right, well, that's going to be it for tonight. Uh, we hope you enjoyed that one, short and sweet. So, <clears throat> I need to pick. Uh, the next movie. Yes, let's move on, please. Yes. Um, let's rewatch Children of the Corn to make sure that we uh, got it. <laughs> or or let's watch Children of the Corn, The Final Sacrifice, which is the second movie. You know, it's hard for me to imagine the sequels are any worse. Um, yeah. <laughs> well... The second movie has a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes, and the first movie had a 38%. So, I'll just say I, that. I, man, I don't know. Um, okay, well, I didn't really think I have it about what I was going to pick, so <laughs> give me a moment. Um, 
Mm-hmm. We needed like a palate cleanser. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's too much corn in our mouths. Yeah. You know what I'm in the mood for, Matt? Another Fritz Kirch movie. <laughs> Is that how you say that? Fritz Kirch. I'm guessing. Kirch. Kirch. He did Tough Tough in 85. Oh, that's <laughs> a great one. Tough Tough. Oh, Tough Turf. Not Tough oh. Turf. Tough <laughs> Turf. Into uh, the Sun. Oh, he did he Gore. Did. Oh, he directed the Swamp Thing TV series. Two episodes of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Here we go. We are going to watch a classic to get this nasty taste out of our mouths. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a beloved movie. No, a no. great film. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> it is the 2005 Sci-fi film, oh, Alien no. Apocalypse. Oh no! Starring Bruce Campbell. This is your palate cleanser. <sighs> it has a thirty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but that's—I would ignore that. John, let me ask you a serious question. Yeah. How do you go from bicycle thieves? Alien Apocalypse. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I thought about Treasure of the Sierra Madre, which I will pick eventually, but um, I just looked at my Plex server and and then I was going to pick Alien. That's when I said classic. And then Mm -hmm. I looked to the right of Alien and I saw Alien Apocalypse. So I picked it. Can we go back to the left? (laughs) Alien. Uh, uh, all right. Alien have Apocalypse you, it is. Have you seen it? No. Okay. No, I have not seen okay. it. Hold, hold your judgment then, sir. Uh, I don't think I'll have to hold it long, but I, I will. <laughs> I promise, I promise, John, to watch Alien Apocalypse starring Bruce Campbell with a empty and open mind. Empty of opinions and open to the movie. Yeah. All right, then. So join us in two weeks for that movie. Um, I'm sure you all can't wait. That was a sci-fi original, if you don't care to know. Oh, no. You can imagine what the special effects look like. So this was a straight-to-TV sci-fi movie? Uh Uh-huh. As in sci-fi, the TV channel. Yes. Oh, no. So, join us in two weeks. We will be reviewing that movie. Uh, We'd love it if you'd subscribe to the Cinema Men podcast and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. You can go to... (laughs) Can't even finish the podcast. (laughs) You can go to cinemamenpodcast.com to check out new and old episodes. We love to hear from listeners. So if you have a suggestion and if you have a suggestion, then we can stop uh, picking these terrible movies. Um, or if you want to give us your take on a movie, you can email us at feedback at cinemamenpodcast.com or check us out on Twitter at twitter.com slash cinemamenpod. Thanks for listening. <laughs>